Hey everybody, this is Michael Sweet of the band Striper, and you are listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. On today's episode, we sit down with Michael Sweet from Striper. Striper has a new album coming out called The Final Battle, available October 21st. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys podcast, the podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. Gentlemen, do you guys like hot sauce? Depends. It depends. Okay. Do you are you a fan of Texas Pete hot sauce? It depends <laughs> on what I'm putting it on. Eggs, I yes. I don't know well, if I've ever had it. Uh, imagine good. Tabasco, just a little different. Frank's yeah. Red Hot is the best. Similar. Yeah, it's also similar to Frank's. I like Cholula Chipotle. That's my Cholula's is my jam. It's really good. So Texas Pete hot sauce isn't as Texas as one L.A. man thought, according to a class action lawsuit. The L.A. resident, Philip White, he has filed a lawsuit in California against the hot sauces producers. The North Carolina-based Texas Pete, is a, they're alleging false advertising after he believed the brand was a Texas product. White bought a bottle of the hot sauce, which has a label featuring a white star, like the Texas flag and all the red cartoon cowboy. And so anyway, they are getting sued because it is not made in Texas. Um, it is made. What in is North made? Carolina. And it's what is made in actually where it says. Exactly. Like the American flags are made in China. That's what I'm saying. So like my question to <laughs> Mr. White would be. Um, does all of your French toast come from France? <laughs> uh, French like, fries. It, how does how does this affect you? Yeah, uh, he just wants, like he just wants a quick buck. Yeah, so but listen I'm to also this. thinking like, bro, like you you are literally gonna be in so much trouble if you like like you said like his American flags are from China. Is he gonna sue the government now? Like, it's just kind of funny to me. So. The hot sauce was originated in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, at a barbecue restaurant in 1929. So the lawsuit reports that he wants the hot sauce brand, Texas Pete, which has until November 10th to respond to the complaint, to change its name and brand, and to pay up. Texas Pete hot sauce, a condiment introduced by Sam Garner, is not directly tied to the Lone Star State, but rather a result of Garner and his sons attempting to make a great hot sauce for the barbecue restaurant. So, what do y'all think? Does this man have a chance? No. 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 <laughs> it doesn't say made in Texas. It just says no. Texas Pete. Texas Pete. But he has until November 10th to pay up and change the name. I mean, he Wait. to us for when we interview actors and comedians because we're the Christian music guys. Maybe he would listen to our podcast and sue us <laughs> when we interview a, someone else. I don't know. I, I'm that sure is not this a musician. Uh, I'm sure this. Um, his it says his wife. His name is Karen. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no. Oh man. Uh, what was his name again, Mr. White? I forget. That would make Garner. That would make a story. Garner's Garner is his last name. No, Garner. Sam oh, Garner. Mr. White. No, Sam no, 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 no. He's the one that made it. <laughs> yeah. He's not saying it's I think his last name was uh, White. Philip White, yes. Philip White. Listen, Philip, if you listen to our podcast, we love you. 
Um, please don't sue us for interviewing actors and comedians. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like other brands. Like yeah. White Castle. Was the burger made in a White Castle? If not, I want the money. Oh my gosh. Well, no. I mean, Rice is called the San Francisco treat. I Kentucky don't know Fried Chicken. It is all over the Oh, yeah. If he goes world. to a KFC in California, what is he going to Who's or he going to say? Or, or a Popeyes. Or a Popeyes in Kentucky. It's a Louisiana. Louisiana kitchen. Oh, yes. my goodness. This guy's going to make so much money. <laughs> this guy's going to make so much money. Or if he goes wow. to a. A restaurant that serves Maine lobster in like Missouri. Yeah, any restaurant that flies in, you know, like um, oh, this our our beef is Montana cows. Yeah, okay, wait, you know. Well, all I gotta say is go out there and buy Texas Pete. <laughs> <laughs> support your support your support, hot support your local Texas company. Support <laughs> North Carolina and go buy Texas Pete. <laughs> So yeah, we sat down with Michael Sweet and uh, learned some history on Striper. Striper's been around for quite a while, and uh, they have a, a lot of awesome rock songs. And talk about you know how uh, the church took them back in the day, and, and you know how they're still relevant. So the new album releases October twenty first, called "The Final Battle." All right, Michael Sweet, thank you so much for taking the time with us this afternoon. Great to be with you guys, and uh, this is what I got. I'm in a hotel room somewhere, and you know I'm on my wife's computer, and yeah, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to it. Uh, so your colors, the striper colors, are the famous yellow and black. Um, when you guys started out, did you guys toss around other colors, and what led you to the yellow and black? Well, the yellow and black thing was uh, there's debate over that uh, debates over that often. And that is, you know, we're big Van Halen fans. And on uh, the second Van Halen album, um, if you notice, uh, Eddie is posing in a photo with a yellow and black guitar. And that's right around the time that we started using yellow and black. Uh, My brother was also fascinated with uh, California road signs, hazard signs, they're all yellow and black. And, uh, mm-hmm. we used to have some of those on our, on the garage walls where we rehearse. So the fascination with yellow and black became very clear and, uh, and defined back around I'm saying, I'm going to say 1980 into 81. That's when okay. Robert painted his drum kit varnished it made his whole kit yellow and black and then it spread from there we started taping our cables and our guitars and looking for yellow and black clothes making yellow and black clothes and and the rest is history as they say that's where it all began before we were striking okay yeah i remember the first time i saw you guys it was the late 90s probably 99 98 um at Cornerstone, I don't know if you, it's a big, large music festival. I don't know if it's still around, but that you guys came out there. Okay. Yeah. I knew your music and everything and but I just never saw you live. And then the first time I saw you, I just could not believe it. I was just like, holy smokes. These guys are just like, <laughs> I mean, it was a wall. It was like, oh my gosh, it was rocking. 
And um, it was incredible. I remember breaking my toenail because uh, goofball me had flip flops down at the pit when you guys were, you know, singing and stuff. And I was like, Oh, I'm good. Flip flops. I was a younger guy and I broke I mean, my toenail split open and I'll never forget that day. Cause well, obviously the pain that I felt after the show, but you guys rocked it that, that night for sure. I remember that night. That was a very hot, humid night. And uh, we went out and we played yes. to, I want to say, I believe it was a crowd of about 30,000 plus. Really huge. Yeah, it was a ton of people. Quite a few. Yeah, huge crowd. And mm -hmm. it was it was the first time we had performed together in a long time. And so we were we were nervous as all get out. And it was a great show. I you mean, you couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, we just we just went out there and just kind of did what we do and. Uh, you know, tried to just have fun and put on a show and, and, and we had a great reception and I think we gained a few new fans that night. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And, uh, he, he taped his toe with yellow and black tape. In, uh, <laughs> in honor of Striper, so nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's amazing that you had, didn't so, uh, you taped it after the show, you found yellow and black tape somewhere. Yeah. Well, I found red first. That was the blood that was coming off of my toe. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, that's that's got to be painful. Anything so, Michael, we've been uh, brutal. Yeah. Well, I told him, man, you never wear flip flops to a striper concert, man. No, and I'm wearing, as you guys Lesson can learned. see, I'm wearing flip flops now. There you go. I wear comfort, comfort mode. I wear them with striper sound checks every day. A little different. It, I'm I'm assuming it is it is but yeah I live in flip-flops in the summer but uh yeah man well I'm I'm glad you caught that show though because that was that was definitely one for the books that's a that's a memorable yes. show night for sure yes it was so we've been uh, uh keeping up with you a little bit how's your eye doing Michael uh, I, I just had my third surgery, so it's not ready. I'm having trouble with light and, uh, sensitivity. It doesn't look right yet. It's pretty beat up and I can't really see out of it yet. Uh, like I'm looking through it right now only, and I can kind of see, you know, images like it, it there, I'm looking at clouds in the sky, but I can't make out that they're clouds. You know what I mean? It's just, I see things, but not clearly. And hopefully that's going to get better mm -hmm. uh, in time. And I just have to keep it from redetaching. I mean, that's the problem. It, it redetached, it detached twice because of scar tissue. And uh, I just got to keep that from happening and be really careful. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep praying for you. Keep us posted on it. I appreciate it. I certainly will. And, um, you know, I'm just trekking along doing what I do and, it's it's a, a little handicap I'll have to live with, and that's just the way life goes. Yeah. So, Michael, let's let's go back to the very beginning. How did you and Striper start and um, like get into the music uh, industry? Well, uh, we were raised in uh, a musical family. My parents are, are musicians and songwriters, singers, um, and my grandparents and my aunts and my uncles singers, songwriters, musicians. So whenever we had family reunions back when I was a kid, we'd all get together and hang out and eat. 
And then after the meal, you know, everyone would start playing and, and we'd have a jam session. And that's the way I grew up. I grew up around that stuff uh, all the time. Uh, so music's in our blood, in our DNA. And, you know, I don't know that we, if we could have had a choice, I don't think we would have made a different choice, but we didn't really have a choice. You know what I mean? It was just, that's what mm -hmm. we were here to do, born to do. Uh, and we love it. You know, it's just such a part of our lives. So important. Uh, that we wouldn't change a thing. And uh, we're blessed to have been taught at an early age about music and how to write songs and how to perform and all that stuff. Really cool. But yeah, it's just been a part of our lives forever. And then when Striper, how, when did you guys know each other for a while before the band formed? Or did that, were you introduced? How, how'd the band come together? Basically, so obviously Rob, drummer my brother uh we you know grew up together right. from day one and uh once robert started forming bands my dad convinced him to audition me at a very early age i was i was only 12 almost 13 and my brother was 15 oh, wow. so he was much more beyond me in terms of maturity and you know all that stuff at that time right uh, so it, I understand why he wouldn't want to do that, but he did eventually uh, audition me. And then uh, here I am, you know, everything worked out. And then we wound up meeting Oz not long after that, uh, met Oz okay. for the first time. And uh, Robert went to school with Oz more than I did. I was a freshman. Oz was a junior. Rob was a senior at the same high school for one year. Uh, we all went to school together. So we we grew up together, you know, and in the same area, Whittier, California. Uh, and those are our roots together, pre-Striper, uh, obviously. And Oz joined the band uh, a little later on when we were Rock's Regime. And we became Striper not long after that. Uh, and then, obviously, you fast forward to now, and we, we found Perry Richardson who everybody knows his past, you know, with Firehouse. And same thing with him. He grew up in a musical family. He was part of a, a vocal quartet and grew up singing, writing, all that stuff, just like us, but in a different part of the country. He's from Myrtle Beach area. So it's really neat how God works. Other side of the country. What's that? Uh, the, the other side of the country, completely. The other side of the country. And it's, it's really cool because he he was a Striper fan. And it, before he was a Striper fan, he always loved yellow. It was his favorite color. Uh, you know, his before he joined the band, his email has three sevens in it. You know, he's into the three sevens and he loves the band. It, it's just really right. interesting. It's almost like he was a silent member for years. And uh, it's really cool how that right. worked out. That's awesome. So, Michael, we're a podcast. We're a fan-driven podcast. And um, when we know we're going to interview someone specific, we'll ask our fans what they'd like to ask. And so we have a question for you from a fan in Florida, James. And his question for you guys is, uh, after all the years that you all have been performing as Striper and all the shows you've done and albums you've come out with, what keeps you going? Oh gosh, what keeps us going? Um, 
Well, I mean, that, that's a very complex question. There's a lot to it. But uh, I think in a nutshell, uh, obviously our faith, you know, because our faith is equally as important, if not more important, in terms of lyrically as the music. You know, the lyric and the message is just as important as the music. And that's always the approach we take when we write songs and when we record songs. So our faith drives what we do and how we do it. Uh, also, though, and just as important, as I said, is, you know, our love for music. We just love music. We love what we do and we still love doing it. And as long as we can do it, we're going to keep doing it. Uh, you know, it, it, that day will come when we can't do it any longer. Uh, but that day is not here yet. So we're very thankful for that. And we have opportunities and we take them. And we still enjoy sure. every minute of it. You know, we, we just love That's what awesome. we do. Yeah. So, Michael, uh, about a year ago, there was a documentary that came out uh, that I enjoyed. And I learned a whole lot. And I learned something about you guys. It's called Jesus Music. And you were in it. And uh, John Cooper from Skillet was in it. There had a section, I guess, a, a part in the documentary about uh, rock music and uh, you guys were in there discussing how you and your family got saved watching a televangelist on TV. And then, then years later, he was on the stage, the same guy tearing you guys apart, tearing Striper apart, not your family, but you know, right. Striper and then called you guys of the devil and everything. So at that time, why do you think that, I mean, even though your message was clear that you were presenting Christ, why do you think so many preachers and uh, you know Christians were against, against you guys? And I didn't well, know that after I watched that documentary, I was like, whoa, that is, I mean, I knew you guys got a lot of, you know, I guess you could say crap from, from people, but uh, the church people, it was just, that's craziness, you know? It is. And it, it's just something that you find though, uh, throughout history, it's, it's never really changed, you know, um, that's obviously why and how Christ was crucified. I mean, because, you know, yeah. they, they, they all turned on him because he, he proclaimed to be God, the true living God, and they couldn't handle those, him saying that, and that was it. So in essence, it, to a degree, it's a similar story with us. I don't think the church could back then handle who we were and how we said things and how we presented ourselves, the way we looked. Uh, they didn't know what to think about it because everything in the Christian music world, at least then, was so cookie cutter. Oh, yeah. Everyone looked the same. Everyone sounded the same. And I mean, I guess you guys and Larry Norman were about the only different people, you know what I mean, exactly. outside of that cookie cutter box. That's right. And it's not to be disrespectful to anyone. It's just... It's true. Sure. You know, they followed guidelines in the Christian music world, and no one broke those guidelines until we came along. And like you said, Larry Norman, but we we did it in a different way. We were really the first metal band, sure, uh, with that look and the in in the, the high screams and the guitar crunch, you know, chugging. We were the first yeah. Christian metal band to come on the scene, and they just—they didn't know what to think of it. 
and they still don't know what to think of it in in many ways. Uh, we're not part of their club. We never will be. We don't want to be. And uh, we do things our own way, and that's just our calling. It's the way the way it the way it is. Speaking of getting flack and uh, and having you know Striper obviously being involved, whether it's uh, song titles or whatever it may have been that it ruffled feathers throughout the year, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, Striper fan, uh, if you could tell us a little bit about how the song "To Hell with the Devil" came to be and uh, and what what a little bit about the story behind that song. Well, I mean the. Uh... The thing about that song, it's it's one of the songs that uh, Rob and I co-wrote. I wrote the music, and I had uh, the arrangement, and the structure, and the riff, and he had this title, this idea of To Hell with the Devil kind of floating around in his head. So we thought that was really cool, you know, and like, hey, wait a minute, we got to use that. Uh, you know, you fast forward to... Uh, our album, uh, Goddamn Evil. And it was a similar situation with that. He had that idea in his head. And it was it was strictly and only talking about referring to God damning evil. And that was this was mm-hmm. the idea Rob had. And even though when you hear that phrase, God damn evil, it's like, whoa, what? Hey, don't say that. You know, that's anyone's <laughs> right. mm-hmm. and uh, but it, it's not meant to be a swear or a curse. Uh, or disrespect God. So anyway, to hell with the devil was similar back in the day. And we said, Hey, let's go with that. Let's do it. And uh, the song was written, we recorded it and it became really probably our most classic iconic song of, of all time. Mm-hmm. Much. Yeah. Yeah. I know a few years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I introduced it to my little boy. He is 11 now. But I played that song for him. He's like, Daddy. And all the time he's like, play that song about the, about the devil or whatever. And by Striper. And so I'll play it. And he tries to, does, he tries to do his best um, Michael Sweet impression on the screaming parts. But, you know, but he, he loves that song. We always jam it in the car. And he also loves your all's version of Winter Wonderland. I played that for him last Christmas. And he's like, that is awesome. You don't hear a lot. Because he loves Skillet. And he loves you guys and he loves rock music but he's never heard a rock version of a christmas song so he really dig that version too that's awesome and see that's the thing again about us we everything we do we just do it different you know and when we when we said hey let's do a christmas song for the first time uh we said okay well if we're gonna do a christmas song we got to do it different we can't do a traditional christmas song it's got to be done metal striper style so that's what we did. And, you know, it's it's funny because that's become a classic, too. A lot of people really like that version. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably play it in the middle of the summer, don't you? We do. That's, we played it in Puerto Rico. I think you did it. Yeah, 100 yeah. degrees. And uh, people <laughs> love that song. They just, there's something about it that they love. Even people that don't like metal like that song, that version. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So your newest single, See No Evil, Hear No Evil, is a wonderful song. It's got the the, the striper sound to it, the, the the guitar riffs. It's just an incredible song. And so could you tell our listeners a little bit about that song? Well, 
that's a song. Uh, there's something that I always have in my head as I'm writing an album. Uh, and that is to, it's important to take people on a journey. So you've got a fast paced song like Transgressor or Rise of the Call. And, you know, you, you, you go on that roller coaster ride and you, you, you end it and you're like, whew, man, oh my word, I need a break, man. Let's go sit down for a minute. Then you got a song like See No Evil, Hear No Evil, where you could sit down and just, dun, 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 you know, kind of get a breather, but yet it's still powerful mm-hmm. and heavy. And that's what I try to do as a writer with an album is take people on a journey, you know, and th- you get a couple, you know, songs where you're sitting on the bench just doing this and then all of a sudden okay let's go we got we're gonna go on a run and then another song kicks in and i like doing that mixing it up mm. yeah have like a time for takeoff moment i love it i love it and then i like the fact where it's like let's let's really sit down and, and have an ice cream cone here you know and that's that's a song like near <laughs> You know, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, we call it a flip flop song. You put your flip flops on flip flops, put those on, you get some cotton candy, an ice cream dip cone, sit down, listen in here. <laughs> and then, okay. Transgressor. Boom. You know, and you're running down the street again. So I love that. That's awesome. That is awesome. Hey, so uh, Michael, what we'd like to do, uh, what we love doing with our guests is uh, we kind of have a favorite things, uh, questions that we'll ask you. We're just going to mention a category and if you could just let us know what your favorite thing off the top of your head is in that category. Good? Okay. Okay. Awesome. What is your favorite food? I'm going to, off the top of my head, say Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah. your uh, go-to movie? Favorite movie? Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you some a movie that I, I always go back to. And rewatch, and rewatch, and rewatch, and I don't know why. Uh, is Breakfast Club? That's one that I always repeat, and and I can watch it. Yeah. And it feels like the first time watching it. You know. Yeah. Uh, but I I would probably go with Breakfast Club. Okay. Awesome. Do you have a show that that you binge? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been shows uh, as they we're about a year behind, you know. So once the show's out for a year or two, then we'll binge watch them all. But uh, we just got through uh, Better Call Saul. That was interesting. It just ended. It just ended. We haven't seen the last few episodes, but I've been a little let down with the with the last two episodes we saw. Uh, And it's like I feel like they're just kind of like throwing them together and there's not it's not keeping yeah. them just like the all the early seasons uh but of course uh, we're we're watching a, a great show right now uh called uh, the old man with jeff bridges excellent is that on amazon it's on hulu hulu okay really good i'll have to check it out yeah, I mean, I, I, I really like Jeff Bridges. I think he's a great actor. Yeah, the acting's great. The writing's great. Uh, John Lithgow's in it. Lithgow. It's really oh, cool. It's really good. Check it out for sure. Uh, do you, who, who would you consider your favorite artist of all time? Favorite artist of all time. Uh, you know, I grew up on Elvis. So Elvis has always been a favorite of mine. 
uh, in terms of... You've seen the new Elvis movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I, I There were things I loved about it and things I hated about it. You know, like for one thing I hated about it is Elvis, if you go on YouTube, you can find multiple recordings and video of him saying, there's only one king and that's Jesus Christ. You know, and that's something he said a lot. They took right. him out of the movie. Yeah. You know, and he was mm, saying it about right. another rock rock and roller. And I'm like, wait a minute here, you know. And I just feel like that's what Hollywood right. does all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then, but I would also say another artist, Van Halen. Everybody knows how much I love Van Halen. Uh, mm. But I also love bands like the Bee Gees and the Beatles. Uh, I, I, my music uh, collection and taste is wide, very, very wide. Mm. Yeah, I, I I understand that. So my I drive my wife crazy when I have my my songs playing on shuffle in the house because it'll be, maybe it'll be a striper song and then it'll go to bagpipes <laughs> and then it'll go the next song will be uh, 80s rap. Yep. And then it'll go to, you know, so like some worship music and my wife is like, "How do you do that?" And I'm like, "I don't know, but I like it all." Totally. Me too. I mean, it, my my motto is a great song is a great song, and if it's a great song, I like yep. it. I don't care what it is. If it's just the style, yeah. it's got the hook and the melody and the groove, and it makes me go like this. What's that? Turn it up. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you have a person that you've always wanted to sing with, like a dream duet? Oh gosh. Um, not really. I mean, that's a, that's an interesting question because I mean, there's a lot of people I'd love to sing with, but it's not like I have one person in particular, like, Oh man, I want to see, you know what I mean? It's, I mean, I love singing and doing stuff with everybody. I, I've got, I'm always working with different people and I enjoy every minute of it. Sure. But it's not one person in particular. Yeah. You have a favorite ice cream flavor? Oh yeah, it, always coffee, always. Oh, right. Interesting. <laughs> okay, just plain coffee ice cream. Coffee ice cream, and you get a real good coffee ice okay. cream. Okay. Nothing like it, but I mean, I'm a, I'm more out of vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, more of a vanilla guy. But I, coffee ice cream. Mm. And if all you have is vanilla, you can always just pour coffee on it. Exactly. <laughs> And if you mix coffee and vanilla, you're <laughs> having a latte, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, do you have a favorite podcast? Ooh, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't. And, and you know why? Because I'm not that tapped into the podcast world. I I, I mean, I'm a very mm-hmm. aware of all, all the podcasts and, and those that are doing really well with podcasts. And it's like, wow, that's amazing. But I don't listen to uh the radio in the car podcast when i'm asleep when i'm laying down get ready for bed I, I i very rarely listen listen to anything music sure because i'm always playing music so i just like my peace mm-hmm. and quiet you know <laughs> but since t- you don't have one um you kind of default automatically to it being the christian music guys podcast of course. Absolutely. No question. <laughs> Michael, do you have a favorite Bible verse? You know, I, I 
sometimes get accused of this being a cop-out, but it really is my favorite verse, and that's why we use it. And that's Isaiah 53.5, and I love the translation uh, where they actually use the word stripes. And it it says everything, because Christ went through what he went through mm-hmm. uh, for us so that we might be saved right to save us and because because he loves us so much and that describes what he went through you know by his stripes we are saved we are healed we could have heaven we can have eternity by his stripes and it's just such a simple scripture that says it all so there it is awesome so michael you just released the album cover in the title for your upcoming album, The Final Battle, which we're excited about. And I love the album cover. It gives me those. I told my brother earlier, I said, man, I got Star Wars vibes and I love it. I love <laughs> it. So when when will this uh, album be released? And uh, could you tell us a little bit about it? Well, it's coming out in October. And the exact date, I want to say the 21st. Albums are always released on okay. Friday. So whatever that Friday is around that uh, date, that's what the release date is. Um, and uh, we're approaching that very quickly. We just shot sure. two music videos in Nashville and uh, one for Transgressor and one for uh, Same Old Story. And I'll, I'll tell okay. you right now, they're killer. I mean, I think when people see and hear these songs, they're going to be like, what? And uh, that's exciting. It really is. Now, uh, the album, having the title, The Final Battle, we're getting those questions from a good amount of people saying, is this the final Striper album? Uh, And my answer to that isn't to stir the pot, but my answer is, I don't know. I, I really, truly don't know. I think if you had asked that question uh, a year ago, I might have said probably, maybe. And, you know, the reason why I say that is because of the issues Oz has been faced with. And uh, issues that I've been faced with in my eye, because not only is my right eye, you know, basically I'm blind in that eye, but my left eye has got some issues as well that they've had laser surgery on. It's got tears in it. So I, what was going through my mind a year ago is like, okay, if I can't see, I guess I won't be doing, you know, uh, touring anymore anyway. Uh, so, it, and then I started realizing that's just silly talk and silly thoughts. Uh, so here we are. We made an album against all odds. And I think our best album. And I would say that it's probably not our final album. I think we got a lot of fuel left in the tank. Um uh, But, you know, the album cover, you said you liked it. You guys liked it. And it's really interesting because everywhere I've seen online on all of our socials, you know, Perry, Robert, Oz, uh, myself, every social, literally, I don't know if I've read a bad comment. Everyone seems to love it. But then you go over to a few other pages and you check it out and there's, I haven't read one positive comment on uh, a couple there's one in particular uh christian metal realm and people there don't seem to like it and and i'm like you know the whole point of that cover was to go back and throw back to to hell with the devil Mm -hmm. yeah i was feeling it that was the point that we purposely wanted that kind of vibe 
and with a little bit of a modern spin on it. So, you know, we wanted that nostalgia and that's what we got. And uh, I love it. I, I think it's I think it's awesome. But hey, what what do I know? I don't know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are definitely excited about it. Um, we love we love you guys and appreciate your ministry. Uh, so we're looking forward to that in October. So to wrap up, Michael, we'd like to see if you'd be willing to share something that God has been doing in your life recently that would help build up our listeners' faith. Oh man, well you know not to keep beating uh, a dead horse but my eye issues have really been uh, you know a test of faith for me Mm -hmm. because you know one time is one thing but then you know three times it's like what's going on here you know it's like is this ever going to end Lord and why why is this happening and you know you start questioning things sometimes and you know I've uh, I've been frustrated through it and wondering like, what's up here? But it's also made me uh, stand firm in my faith and pray harder and deeper and believe those prayers, you know, much more than I might have done so before all the eye issues. So it's sometimes I pray and it's like, Lord, you know, before a show, it seems rushed. Lord bless this, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always feel deep, but lately when I pray, it feels deep. And based on all these yeah. issues, I'm just really putting my trust in God and believing for in a miracle and for a miracle. And that goes for us too, his issues. And, you know, we're all getting older and the body's aging. All our bodies are aging and that's just the way it goes. But, you know, I just, we all have, our faith could not be more uh, secure than it is right now. We our faith has never been stronger, and we're so happy to have it. It's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I it, it makes me think of something I've been reading recently about Brother Andrew, and he was talking about those moments in our life where God will bring us a severe mercy. It's this 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 thing, this trial that we go through, and the result of that is us drawing nearer in a way we wouldn't have if that severe mercy didn't come. So that's a good word, Michael. Thank you. Absolutely. That's awesome. And it's true. It's so true because sometimes we're faced with, uh, you know, these trials and tribulations. And, and sometimes I think it's to rattle us and to shake our faith up a little bit to make us realize that, you know, uh, maybe we're a little too comfortable sometimes and set in our in our ways and I think God wants us to stretch out a little bit more and trust him in a, in a more powerful way than we have in the past so I'm, I'm just believing and trusting God he's got a plan I'm not doubting that whatever that plan is I'm going along with it and uh, I'm still here breathing and it could always be worse right and mm-hmm. we all have our issues our health issues and I'm just going to keep believing God's, I'm going to follow his plan and his will and see where it takes me. And I know it'll take me to the best place possible. Awesome. Right on. Well, Michael, how can our listeners keep up with Striper? What's coming up for you guys in the near future? Oh man, we got so much coming. We got the new album coming out this year. Uh, We are planning, uh, we've got a a lot of shows starting in September till the end of the year. And we're planning an extensive tour next year. 
we're finally starting productions relatively soon on our documentary, which is really going to be awesome. Okay. That. That's a big deal. Um, and we're, we're doing yeah. solo projects. I got a new Sweet and Lynch album that'll be coming out. And, uh, the Iconic album came out. The Clean Break album came out for Perry and Robert. Uh, we got all kinds of stuff going on. I've got this inspirational album coming out next year or uh, 2023 is what we're, we're planning on. Okay. And that's killer. That's really different. It's not a metal album at all. Um, it's really cool, man. I can't wait for people to hear that. Really can't. Awesome. Great. Well, Michael, thanks again for taking the time and, and chatting with us. Uh, like I said earlier, you know, we've been fans for many, many years and I'm glad and blessed that my toenail got ripped off in one of your shows and, and instead of a cookie cutter concert. So. I'm glad it's going to feel like a few and better, man. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks again. You guys are awesome. Well, thanks, Michael, for sitting down with us. We certainly appreciate your time. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in this week. Be sure to keep up with us on all socials at Christian Music Guys. Visit ChristianMusicGuys.com to find more information about upcoming episodes and also to see information on how you could join our support team. Do us a favor while you're online. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review and a review. It certainly helps us out, and we appreciate it. Thank you. See you next week.